to come off nice, so I'm glad you didn't record it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I am recording this. Uh, yeah, but not the last one that makes you seem like a nice, caring person. Don't record that. Yeah, yeah we can't have that. Nobody cares. No, no. So we, uh, so as, as uh, the listeners know, I didn't. I, we were not here for a side B episode this past uh, weekend because I was at EDC, the big techno concert, where I wasn't the oldest person there, but that's only because Shaq was performing. <laughs> but so I was probably the second oldest person there. Um, and as such, I, I tend to stay away from people. I just want to see the music and the pretty flashy lights and some of my uh, former students. Seizures. Yeah, some of my former students do graphics on the screen, so I kind of go and cheer them on and stuff. But um, so I got a, a cheeseburger in from, paradise. It was uh, it was uh, in paradise actually. The music was nice. So, uh, so I got a cheeseburger and went ahead and uh, decided to like go out of the way in my little VIP area and eat on this like little single table, like a bar type table. And this guy comes up, he's like, Hey, can I use your table? I'm like, well, it's a festival. Sure. Whatever. So I'm eating my cheeseburger, trying Don't not too to close. Yeah. It was like one of those circular tables. You've probably seen them. They're like white plastic and they put like led lights inside of them. So they kind of glow. Mm-hmm. And... I have not seen that. Oh, okay. I've seen them at like when they do the little dessert festivals and stuff at like Epcot. Occasionally they'll have this, but anyway, um, so I was like in there and this guy like stands there and he's looking around and I'm like, oh no, he wants to talk. So he's like, yeah, he's a normal looking dude. He's like, yeah, I had a rough night. Like, oh, sorry to hear that. And meanwhile, it's like, <laughs> like, you know, like in the background and I've got like a mask and earplugs and I can barely talk much less communicate with anybody. And you're kind of turning away from him and dancing to the music to try and yeah. <laughs> give him the hint that you're not listening. Yeah, he's like, yeah, I'm like, well, well, yeah, fine, you know, I'll, I'll be, I'll be supportive of what, what happened. And he's like, I, I, when I first got here, I had to give CPR to someone because they had a, like a drug overdose, and there were four different things, and I found out they didn't make it. And so my brain is going a mile a minute, thinking like, well, how do you find that out? Because he said I, I gave him CPR until the paramedics came. Okay, and having seen that situation a couple times, usually the paramedics are like, okay, thank you, we got it from here, go away. Right? Like, that's kind of their job, mm-hmm. correct? Or maybe someone will ask, well, what happened? And then they take the person away because they're not going to be like, they're not going to tell medical information about this person. It's illegal. Right. right. And, uh, and the, I, I mean, really kind of the only way I could see him finding out is if he stood there and waited. Right. That's exactly for them right. to do it, but th- yeah. but then it wouldn't be one of those things. Well, I just found out. No, he you you would have known. You would have seen the whole thing happen. Yeah. So he said that they took him away, and I was like, well, he goes. They, I found out that he didn't make it. I'm like, well, how? He's like, well, I'm a doctor. Okay. So and then he went on. He said he was a um, uh, what was it a, uh, brain? Not it was a brain surgeon or is it a neurosurgeon? And it was like a neuro and something else surgeon, he said. Like neuro, and it seemed like it was like neuro and spine, maybe, whatever the term is. Okay. Um, he touched the back of his neck, too, when he said it. So that's, and he's like, yeah, you know, I've, I've, I've done CPR before, but I've never lost the person, is what he said. So I'm like, okay. So I'm like sitting there like, and again, <laughs> doctors <laughs> don't do CPR. Yeah, that's, that's your job. That's why you, that's why you have those, those uh, firm cantaloupe-like forearms. That's right. That I love so much. Uh, but anyway, so like again, and I can hear in the background, like you know, let let's get happy. Yeah, you know, this song is about love. And this guy's like, you know, 
telling me all this bad stuff. And I'm thinking, like, okay, usually if someone drug overdoses at a concert, everyone finds out about it because the news is all about, like, these kids and their drugs these days. So I'm like, yeah, and I'm trying to find other things to talk about to, like, eventually then go away. So I'm like, oh. And he said, like, oh, he just moved here from Texas. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. And I said, I just, I happened to say something about, oh, because the food I was eating, I had a chocolate chip cookie that I had gotten for my kid. And I was, like, trying to find a place to put it because I was at a concert and I didn't want it to get squished. And I was bringing it home to my kid who was not at said concert. Um, and I was like, oh, this is, yeah, this cookie's for my kid. And he's like, oh, I used to have a kid. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Jesus oh my God. Christ. And again, you know, what? Do, do, do. this song's about living your life the way you want to. <laughs> and butterflies and flowers and hummingbirds and shit. Right? And I'm like, okay. He's like, yeah, I had a, a nine-year-old and an 11-year-old. But they died with my wife in a car accident. I'm like, God. And I'm like, you know, like, you know, like, oh, this song is about everlasting love. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. And meanwhile, I'm like, okay, there's two options here for me. Uh, I could, like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, sir, but I don't want to be here talking to you. I want to be enjoying the music that I paid money for. Or, and I could be like a, a nice, or just be like, yeah, I gotta go. Um, I went with the, yeah, I gotta go, because he was like, yeah, you know, this happened. I'm like, well, oh, that's, that's must be why you moved from Texas, because I wouldn't want to be, you know, with all those memories either. He's like, yeah, and she was pregnant too. I'm like, yeah, this guy's got either the worst luck ever, or he's fucking lying to me. And he's about so, to hit you up for money or some shit. Yeah, like... I'm a surgeon, but, you know, I really need $50 for some cheeseburgers. I, I got let go from my job because of the depression. and Yeah, I'm like, no. I'm, I'm like, well, I'm sorry. Nice to meet you. I'm sorry to hear all that. I'm going to go look at flashing lights and happiness and leave you to your, like, yeah. Like, there's probably a Morrissey concert somewhere that you can go to <laughs> or, like, you can just wallow in self-pity. And I, if it's true and he wasn't trying to hit me up for money, I do feel like a jackass. But at the same time, you know, read the room. Or read the giant field full of people wearing butterfly costumes is really what um, I want to say. And on a, a, on that note, uh, you're listening to Give Me Five Podcast. Jesus. <laughs> Episode 218, oh. side A. This is the Give Me Five podcast. A downer of a show. (laughs) Yeah, a downer of a show. But we talk about pop culture. We're kind of entertaining, we think. Sometimes. uh, Other people seem to think so as well. Uh, I did sort of, uh, not name check, but costume check one of our listeners, Adriana, who made a lovely butterfly at the the concert I was at because I ran into her there and got a fantastic hug. Uh, My name is Larry, and this is my co-host, Daryl. Hey, hey, and my other co-host Daryl. <laughs> we both answered to the first one, so that's all you're getting. Did we? Well, because you're both Daryl. You heard it. I didn't hear yeah. it. Sorry. Huh. So it could have gone so. either way. Yes. Uh, this week we are going to talk about the Eternals, which has been out for two weeks, uh, and I believe it's been number one for two weeks. We're also going to talk. About the new Netflix series or newish Netflix series Arcane, and this is a uh, League of Legends based or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the um, 
I, all I know about League of Legends is that like it's the national pastime of Korea. I know like nothing it. about League of Legends. I think it's a MOBA. Yeah, it, it, what's that? That's like a top-down like gauntlet massive style. online battle arena. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it is, and Wait, it's so, ma- it's insanely or multiplayer pop- online battle arena or something. It's insanely popular in Korea. It's a game. And I've like there's so much. Yeah. yeah. Oh. It's like it's like one of the kind of top-down sort of an angle games where you like run around and stab things and there's so much stuff going on, on the screen that like i have no idea what's going on me like zelda uh, but also uh, that kind of angle yes yeah. uh and uh another netflix uh, show or movie red notice mm-hmm. so we're gonna talk about indeed <laughs> i came across some interesting little tidbits about red notice nothing too in-depth but this is a review show. There's probably going to be some spoilers. There'll definitely be some spoilers when it comes to Red Notice. Um, and we probably will spoil some shit about Eternals as well. We'll try to avoid major twists, but... Let's be honest, it's going to happen. <laughs> We're going to ruin some shit. Make sure you're ready for that. Hit pause. I thought you were telling me to hit pause and then come back. I was like, I can't. He was telling the listeners to... I was uh, telling the listeners to hit pause. I was not talking to you, Greg. You will know when I'm talking to you. I'll say, hey, dickhead. (laughs) Yes? See? There you go. (laughs) We will refer to you by your Christian name, dickhead. (laughs) Shafid. Yes. That's Dickied. Thank you. It is a family name. (laughs) Yeah. That's your uncle from Scotland who came here. In fact, you're a junior... (laughs) Yeah. The third, actually. The third dickhead. <laughs> yeah. From the Scrotum province of Scotland. Oh, County Scrotum. Yeah. Got it. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I guess Scotland doesn't have provinces, do they? Well, they do now. Yeah. And they're going <laughs> to like it. We're a very accurate podcast. <laughs> We're a very accurate podcast. Anyway, uh, news. Any news? Guy, guy. I got nothing. I did see that somebody put that there's a new Spider-Man trailer. I actually went and watched it. Oh, what'd you think? That is, I put that there was a new Spider-Man trailer, so. It looks pretty good. <laughs> it looks like we've got all the old villains from the previous Spider-Man movies. Yes. So there's, basically, this is, this is uh, I believe, the probably the main trailer for the Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. No Way Home. And most of it is... Uh, Doctor Strange talking to Spider-Man, Peter Parker, I guess. And Doc Tell- And telling him, yeah, to uh, basically, like, you know, you screwed things up, fix it. And then you start seeing all of these villains, because I guess they opened up a rift. And this is not anything new. This is really not a spoiler, because people have known about this for a while, because yeah. a lot of various actors have talked about you know, reprising their roles. So, Jamie Foxx. I, I will admit I'm a little confused, though, because... I mean, it it's like Doctor. There's got to be something else going on because it's like Doctor Strange is blaming Peter Parker, but Doctor Strange is the one who cast the spell. Uh, Peter Parker, like, did, if you watch the the teaser trailer, Peter Parker mm-hmm. does something that screws up the spell. Oh, okay. Like he grabs him, or uh, I don't know, he does something that messes up the spell. If you watch the original, like the the shorter trailer, you can kind of see why. The thing it's interesting because some of these these characters and their versions or their costumes were so maligned before the Marvel universe really took off, like the Green Goblin flight suit costume, mm-hmm. 
And I don't think anyone had anything bad to say about the Dr. Octopus, because I think that was a remarkably good version of him. That looked awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And the and the actor is one of the best actors in the world. I know even... people talked all kinds of crap about Electro and Lizard, though. Yeah, I actually liked the Lizard, at least so some of the, sequence, the sequences, like in the sewers, I thought looked really good. Um, Electro, I don't... Electro is, and I'm totally stealing this from another podcast, so sorry. Electro is actually one of my favorite, like, villain costumes because it's so ridiculous. Like, the green with, like, the yellow lightning bolts on his mm-hmm. head. Because mm-hmm. it's completely, like, it doesn't work at all in real life. So I kind of understand why they had to change it, but I don't understand why they just, like, turned them blue. Like, you could taper down those electric bolts, and it would still look good. Like, you know, what they do with Wolverine. Like, Wolverine has those ridiculous, like, bat things coming out of his eyes. Like mm-hmm. in the in the movie, they just kind of tapered him down or took off his hat. That's true because in the comics, like they're huge. <laughs> I never yeah. really thought of it. Like that he way. wouldn't like he wouldn't be able to get through doors exactly. and save Electro. Like <laughs> it's like he's got the cone of shame on his face. <laughs> I do not like the cone of shame, and, and that's yeah. reserved for Greg. So <laughs> yeah, I know I, I'm the one that wears the cone of shame. But man, I, that's a, Rob. Make me an Electro costume, like an old school Electro costume. That's what I want to dress up as. Because I need to be wearing green spandex at Megacon this year. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Are you going to go this year? Yeah, prob- yeah I have to, I have to because they refunded my ticket. Like, or they forwarded my ticket to this year. So hmm. I, I already have a ticket for Sunday. And green spandex. In hand, actually. Can you, can you upgrade it? Do you think you'll go more than one day? I don't know. It well, depends. I went to three days of a concert and my knee is still not right. Oh, aging is so. Yeah, of course I did dance nonstop for six hours each day. Well, so. my money maker was in fact shaking. <laughs> Excellent. And what's this little note about Vulture Michael Keaton? Oh, um, so well, yes. The, so the trailer I thought looked good, um, and I'm I'm definitely excited to see that movie in December. Uh, but there was also a little snippet. Um, um, Michael Keaton was on Jimmy Kimmel, I believe, mm-hmm. and he did mention offhandedly that he's been busy shooting Vulture stuff. So either he's actually shooting at Vultures, or he's been recording some parts for various uh, Marvel movies as Vulture. Now, we know he's going to be Morbius, because you see him in the trailer. But that's the boring thing, but maybe he is also in Spider-Man, or maybe he might be in some other part of the Marvel Universe. Now, when does Morbius come out? It's next year, right? I think so. I think it's like a late winter movie. Like uh, I think it's like in February, maybe. I might be wrong. Okay. Wait, he's playing two completely different characters? No, 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 no. Uh, Morbius is uh, the va- living vampire movie with uh, Jared Leto. Uh, sh- with Jared Leto. Yeah, but isn't that isn't that like a Marvel thing? Wasn't that a comic thing? It was. Yeah. It's Spider Man universe though, so it's in it's in the same world as like Venom. That's what I thought, but that's what I'm. That's what I thought, but that's what I'm saying. Like he's playing two different characters. Isn't Vulture a Marvel thing as well? Uh, Vulture is also in the Spider Man universe. It's it's very Michael weird Keaton because is of... not playing Morbius. Oh, I thought that's what Greg said. No, 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 Jared Leto. Michael Keaton oh, is playing Vulture in the movie okay. Morbius, but Jared Leto is playing. That's what I thought. I th- okay, that was my confusion. Shut up, Omar. Continue. <laughs> We're gonna put the cone of shame on Omar. <laughs> I deserve it. So, yeah, that was uh, I. As we talked about the other day, Rob, like Michael Keaton is one of my like all-time favorite actors. He's and really good and a fellow Pittsburgher, and you know he's always done what he wanted he disappeared for a while on purpose and came back and did roles that were self-referential and self-deferential maybe 
Self-deprecating? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, like uh, Birdman. And then... I'm... He was, like, the most... To me, like, of all of the Marvel villains, he's the most terrifying because he's the most realistic. That's a yeah. good point. Well, he and was... he's, also, he's also the best acted, I think. Yeah. Well, like, um, I understood... Like, it's a thing. I understood why he was doing it, whereas some of the other ones, it's like, okay, they're mad about this or that or whatever, but, like, like him... He gets buys all of this stuff to f- help his family, and then the government yanks it away from him. Like you totally understand why he's angry, yeah. mm-hmm. and why he's doing what he's what he's what doing. He's doing. So yeah. it's well, it makes him the most realistic in my mind. And he's just such a so great like. Actor. And you also, yeah, you also kind of feel for him too. Yeah, that's the thing. Like you're you're like, well, on one thing, you shouldn't be trying to kill all these people, but and like that scene where it's not even superhero fighting; it's just them in the car. Uh, Keaton and, and Peter Parker mm-hmm. in the car on the way to prom or homecoming. And kind of ominous. Yeah. And they kind of both realize what's going on. And it's like, oh, yeah. That this is uh, like my, my like heart sunk. And like that doesn't happen in action superhero movies for me. Hmm. But yeah, so that's mostly it. Um, I, I will say that um, you said that Michael Keaton stepped away uh, voluntarily from acting for a while. And he's he's making a comeback. I'm I'm honestly hoping that I get that we get another one of those this weekend. I don't know if there's going to be a cameo, but I'm really hoping that Rick Moranis makes an appearance for the Ghostbusters movie that comes out oh, this weekend. Yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, yeah. Oh man, true, true. that's that's heavy. Do you think he will? Damn, uh... I mean, is there any rumor? I, of this I don't know. I know that he he voluntarily stepped away to be with his family yeah. and stuff. So, well, that's my news. I'm assuming none of you guys have news because you already said so. Well, I see there's one more there. Um, that was just a little thing, but we've talked a while. It was just that Dark Horse okay. is going to make Star Wars comics again, uh, which they. It's that's interesting because when Disney got Marvel and Star Wars, they basically shifted all the Star Wars comics back to Marvel. Because in that dead period of Star Wars, Dark Horse basically made them all. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Marvel Star Wars comics are going to be kind of aimed towards teens and further, whereas Dark Horse is going to start doing the all-ages uh, Star Wars comics. So it's just kind of interesting that those are coming back. They had um, Over the years, they had uh, over 100 different Star Wars titles on Dark Horse. Hmm. And I know this because when the, the week that Dark Horse was losing all of the Star Wars titles, they sold a digital package that had every single one of the comics, and I bought it. But now, there's going to be more, and my digital package is incomplete. Not a word about the incomplete I'm package. Okay. <laughs> <I'm just laughs> go ahead. Go ahead, it's, I set you. It's not just the digital one that's incomplete. Thank you. Omar, what you got? Oh, it is definitely not incomplete. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, thank you. Thank you. I, I, can always, I can always count Call on you. Call me. <laughs> <laughs> not comfortable. <laughs> Wow. And your wife's gonna kill me. So anyway, <laughs> <clears throat> no, she's give, she's given up. She's g- <laughs> she scared. Speaking of people who have given up, <laughs> yes. Oh no, this guy didn't give up. Sh- should we talk about John Miller? I think we should. Tell us about John Miller, Greg. John Miller's thirty-three. What were you doing when you were, you were like? What were you doing when you were thirty-three? I was traveling. You were traveling when you were thirty-three. Yeah, I was. I think I had. I don't remember if I bought my house yet. Oh no, yeah, no, yeah, I did buy my house. I think I had just started traveling. Yeah, I think I, I just moved into my current house. I, I think I was been, had been married for a year. Well, uh, not John Miller. He's thirty three, and uh, 
he was just arrested after a fight and got charged with uh, domestic violence, which is not fun, but not cool. you know, we'll, Even you'll see why. Married? I don't know how that's a thing. I'm, I, you'll see. Domestic oh. violence, battery, domestic violence, aggravated assault, and criminal mischief. <laughs> he got charged with domestic violence twice. <laughs> which is weird because I don't know how that is because um, he was arrested because someone walked in on him humping a dog. Oh, my God. So he was, is uh, the that man, domestic violence? Well, the man was caught humping a dog, someone's dog. So it wasn't even someone he knew. That's why I'm confused. It's just some random dog. And the person and the person <laughs> heard a noise or whatever, walked into the area and caught him humping his dog. And um, then when he was caught, he punched the guy uh, on the head, leaving an upper body, leaving red marks and cuts. According to the Santa Rosa County Sheriff's Office, the victim said Miller destroyed items in the house and the garage door. He said Miller also grabbed a knife, threatened to kill him, uh, threatened to kill the guy, leaving the guy that he had punched in fear of for his and his mother's life. Um, he, uh, so I don't know exactly how the domestic thing happens. Is anything say that, that sounds like just straight up assault battery and all of is that it because it was in the person's house. But like, I, I would think that would also involve breaking and entering. Maybe. I don't know. Um, odd. those are odd charges. Yeah. I don't, I don't understand. Yeah. Uh, John Miller, this is all it really says, but John Miller, he uh, does – he looks almost like they took the guy Daryl from uh, Walking Dead, like out of the cloning vat like six months too early. <laughs> okay. Like like before everything was fully formed. Um, but, you know, that doesn't matter anymore because he is uh, officially, you know, you, you, build, you hump one dog and you're no longer John Miller, the uh, domestic – violence guy or the john miller the dog humper well that's one way to get rid of all your you know your previous reputation that's yeah, nobody right. will remember no, anything else that you ever. did except that you effed a dog if he lives right it'll be like yeah remember john miller back in in high school he he got oh the guy that cheated on the science test no 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 he got caught humping a dog oh the guy that punched the good no he got caught <laughs> humping a dog I also love the fact that they used the word humping in the article and the police oh. used the word humping, which is kind of funny. That's so fucking weird. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I don't even know. That's. I mean, yeah. I don't even know if he, like, took the dog out to dinner first. Oh, my maybe, God. Maybe the, maybe, the dog <laughs> maybe the dog was like. Ah, ah. I don't think so. I think he just slipped at a roofie. Uh, a roughie? <laughs> ah, oh, I, I see what you did there. You people. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> was it? It's it's these kind of conversations that when I gave a presentation to my child's class today, and my child was like, "Oh, you should tell them about my podcast." I was like, "No, I, I should." I hope you led <laughs> no. with this story. <laughs> yes, yeah, I was talking about the uh, the this the surgeon with the dead family or whatever it is. Uh, yeah, which I hope is not true. I did some research to see if there's any Texas surgeons that lost their family, and there was none, or else I wouldn't be joking about it because that would probably make the news. But, um. Anyway, anywho, uh, someone talk about patrons because I need to go like shower. <laughs> um, well, we do have a Patreon, right? And we do have patrons, and they are awesome, and we get to chat with them daily, but only because they are Patreon patrons. Um, for five dollars, you can hang out on our Discord chat where we say all kinds of ridiculous things, although nothing like what Greg just said. 
Um, you can see pictures of Greg when he goes to all these weird concerts, uh, when he's basically glowing in the dark. Um, you get early access to the movies, to the movie that we're going to be reviewing that week. Early access to the top five list. Birthday episode, which I believe we have to like, right? Don't we have to jump on one of those soon? I believe. Um, you get to pick the movie and you get a custom top five list about you. That top five list is usually wildly inaccurate. Um, but who cares? We're having a good time. Um, for the higher range, if you want to go into a, the above a $5 level, you get access to show notes. You can uh, curate an episode. You can join us live. You can go to patreon.com slash give me five podcast. And as usual, the five is F I V E, not the number five. As Greg said, uh, another, mm. another time in a previous episode, that's some other douchebags or something like that. That, that was that was that Rob? That okay. Last episode, now, actually. Was that last? Okay. <clears throat> so, um, jump on Patreon, and uh, we'll see you in the Patreon chat. It's a good time. Thank you, Omar, and thank you, patrons. Well, what do we want to lead off with here? Uh, I think you should do Arcane, because I've talked far more than I should talk. All right. Um... I don't have, I, I mean, I've got a little bit about it, but it's it's still ongoing. And this is the first time I think I've seen Netflix do this. Arcane is actually a, a Netflix series that was released on, it was uh, originally released on November 6th of this year, but they're releasing it in waves. So on November 6th, they released the first three episodes. Then I think it was the following week, they released the next three episodes. And so we're waiting on on the next three episodes. After that, we've had two two waves so far. The next three come out uh, the twentieth. Okay, so yeah, so Saturday. Uh, it stars Kevin Alejandro, Hale Steinfeld, Jason Spisak, JB Blanc. It's set in Utopian Piltover as the oppressed under, and the oppressed underground of Zon. The story follows the origins of two iconic League champions and the power that will tear them apart. So the story kind of focuses around two sisters, um, Jinx and, uh, crap, the other girl's name is escaping me for the moment. Anyway. Wanda. I don't know. Yes. <laughs> and it focuses on, on them and their interactions and everything. And, I, I mean, first off, the animation in the series is surprisingly good. I mean, compared to some of the other Netflix animated movies and series and stuff that I've seen. This is this is decent quality animation. It's um like I said it's interesting that they're releasing it in the three episode bursts. The thing about the three episode bursts though is the releases seem to correspond to time jumps. Uh is it uh Vi? Yes, it is. Okay. Vi. There you go. Um so the first three episodes were like they were young. And then the second three episodes that were released this past week were, they're like teenagers to early 20s. Like, they've been separated for a couple of years, and a lot of stuff has happened. And it's a little disorientating at first, I, I and I imagine it's probably even more so if you're binge-watching the series. Like, if the series were all out and you were to watch, like, all six episodes back-to-back-to-back-to-back, to back to back to back, it would honestly feel like you missed an episode. You'd be like, what happened? 
How did how did we get here without knowing that they were released in waves? So it would be a little disorienting that way. And it really it really does feel like you've missed something because suddenly suddenly A, the characters are older. B, people have gotten promotions and are now in in positions of power. And one of the main characters has become kind of unhinged. So they're kind of crazy. And I feel like there's a story there about what actually happened and how how they kind of like went insane. Um like like one of the one of the sisters is is talking to herself. She's talking to voices that nobody else can hear. Her personality flips on a dime. Like she'll be she'll be talking to somebody and then something will set her off and she'll just go into attack mode and just start shooting everybody because she it it's just weird. And they have this they have this really weird animation that like flashes it it's like you're seeing flashes of stuff and you know like people have their eyes X'd out with like little smiley faces you know red X's over their eyes and little smiley faces and stuff and it it's like it's like you flash into this like psychotic break that she's having and then she and then her personality changes and it's like she becomes a whole different person so i really feel like there's a story there and they really just don't kind of explain it they're like okay she's crazy now and it's like whoa what <laughs> I think I dated. I think I dated her in college. Hey, very possibly. <laughs> I think you guys might have too. But the the story that is there is interesting. It's worth watching. It's it it's basically a story about two two orphans who are picked up by a kind underworld boss. Then they're split apart by violence, and then they find each other years later. And that's kind of where we're at now. Um, they're, they're a little bit broken. Um, a war is looming and I'm kind of wondering what's next. I want to, I want to see what happens. So I'm, I'm invested in it enough to find out what happens, even despite its shortcomings. So I'm still looking forward to the next install. Quick question. So so when episode four starts, like you said, all of these characters have like they're, they've aged and all that. And there's just zero explanation. You just, it just starts. Yes, as if it's zero explanation. As if it's continued from episode three. Correct. <laughs> That's wild. <laughs> and it, and and like I said, if you weren't if you were binge watching it and you weren't watching it in the waves as it came out, you'd be like, "What? You'd the, be like, did I fall asleep? What two episodes? What the fuck? Yeah, going on? did I did I miss like seven <laughs> episodes? How did we get here? Yeah, That's pretty cool. Uh, okay. So you you said before the podcast that you didn't really know much about League of Legends. I do not. Actually, I don't remember if that was recorded or not, but. Um. Yeah, I don't. I don't know much about. It. I know pe- people are crazy for it, and it's one of those games that people play like for champ for uh, tournaments and esports mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, I think the other big one is Dota, which I don't know anything about either. Yeah, Dota. Yeah, but I don't even know what that stands for. Yeah, I don't either. But I I know from from the other side of the world, it's a much bigger thing. Like I think there's some tournaments with either of those games. That mm-hmm. are that rival the Super Bowl in terms of people in the stadium watching. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's crazy to watch on YouTube and stuff. Uh, I've had you know, students tell me about it, and I I didn't believe them because they're like, "I want to do a project on this," and I'm like, "Isn't that really kind of niche?" And he's like, "Watch this!" I'm like, Holy crap! <laughs> mm-hmm. um, like, okay, boomer. <laughs> yeah, right. And they yelled at me and stole my peek on Sandys and. <laughs> spoiled the latest episode of Murder She Wrote. Bastard. Yeah, these kids in your hula hoops and your hula hoops. 
what is it? Your kids and your hula hoops and your rock and, and roll uh, music. And your rock and, and roll music. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to remember the quote from uh, from uh, uh, Basketball. It's uh, not Ario Speedwagon, but someone like that. But anyway. Hello, fellow young people. Yes, yeah, that was me that's all a weekend. Great one. So you, you suggest it? I, I would, yeah. Just just know that it's it's in waves and and just let it go. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Well, uh, I think we should probably since the big one is going to be the Eternals. I'm assuming we should ch- probably uh, start talking about Red Notice a little. Uh, so Omar, why don't you take Omar. that one? You saw it. Go ahead and you take that one. Well, in the last three minutes, we find out that. Just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, it was really very, very well done. Uh, it was uh, it's called Red Notice. It was released on 11-12-21. Uh, director was Dawson Marshall Thurber. Dodgeball. Who directed and wrote Dodgeball, awesome. by the way, awesome. which I was I always like to look to what, they, uh, what other people do. That's great. So already street cred is intact. Um, yep. star- starring someone named Ryan Reynolds. I don't I don't know who that is. Dwayne, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Please don't. <laughs> uh, Dwayne Johnson, Gal Gadot, Chris Diamantopoulos, and Rita Ari, Aria, like Aria, like Aria Stark? Yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah, so do you, uh, Ritu, oh, Aria. Ritu. And it's actually Gal Gadot, by the way. I got yelled at for that many, many months ago. Okay, and I did... Co- and... A couple things, real, real quick. Uh, Ritu Aria, uh, Rob, did you... She was the FBI person, or the... Not the FBI, okay. but the... the um, that Interpol. The, yeah, the Interpol person. Did she look familiar? Yeah. The whole movie she looked familiar, and then I finally realized where she's from. Where? She was the... She's the um, the crazy person from the Umbrella Academy. Like, the bad guy that hung out with the, like... There's the woman that kind of looks like Cruella DeVille, and there's, like, her assistant. That's her. Interesting. Okay. I haven't seen that yet. Uh, I do not remember that at all. She was, like... One, she was the basically the person the like attack dog that the the one woman like if you look if you look at her IMDb profile and like scroll through the pictures, um, you'd be like oh okay they they like they made her look like she was kind of exhausted and tired with like black circles under her eyes and stuff. Okay. But there was like there was a couple scenes where I'm like why do I know her? Um, she was actually one of my favorite characters in Umbrella Academy until she because i thought she was interesting and really well acted until she went insane and started like trying to kill everyone okay and for the record i did know that it's gal oh yeah i remember gal gadot but i just can't help it when i see that word it's just my brain goes the other way because waiting for Godot. (laughs) right yeah exactly um and of course uh chris diamantopoulos is uh from silicon valley he was one of the the financiers that that always had really nice cars. Right. Um, <laughs> who always had like like Creed and stuff blaring out of his Lamborghini or whatever. Yes. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I love that guy. <laughs> anyway, so back to our actual uh, thing. Um, he had awesome tattoos in this movie, but anyway, the um, synopsis is an Interpol agent tracks the world's most wanted art thief. Um, initial thoughts. Initial thoughts. You want me to? Uh, my oh, if you want to go, my actual initial yeah. thought when I watched the trailer, I was like, Netflix is pulling possibly the biggest action star on the planet, Dwayne Johnson, possibly the biggest comedic 
slash action star on the planet, Ryan Reynolds. The, I would say, probably the biggest female action star on the planet. Definitely right? running else? for the top, if not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, all into one movie that's going direct to streaming, and it's it's yeah, it's been four or five years of a whole new world, but it just amazes me every time. The the movie one of the one of the little nuggets I found was that the movie actually had uh, approximately a two hundred million dollar budget, and it's the largest budget for a Netflix production yet. And it was straight up a Netflix production, or it was supposed to be made for theaters and then became a Netflix production. Did I you find think that? it was supposed to be, but I don't know that. I don't know that anybody else footed the bill for it. Gotcha. Interesting. Um, that, that's I think my it was thought. initially supposed to be Universal. Okay. But but Netflix made arrangements to to get it from Universal. Interesting. All right. Okay. So what what were your guys' initial thoughts? Um, for me, I know I've I know I've used this term before, but I mean, it was Ryan being Ryan and The Rock being The Rock. And the 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 pairing kind of reminds me of Ryan and Samuel from uh, Hitman's Bodyguard. Yeah, uh, Samuel L. Jackson. And it's although it's kind of totally different, so maybe that's not the best comparison. But I mean, that might be just because Ryan's character type just fits well with anyone, given mm-hmm. the right story. the The interaction between the two of them is is really good. And I'm not sure how much of that is writing and how much of that is is just them. Because I don't know how much of, of what they do is actually improv. I was wondering that, too. Yeah. There's a couple jokes that Ryan Reynolds threw at The Rock. Mm-hmm. like Especially, like, the where they're walking on the edge of the castle and he's like, something about your from behind you look like a giant penis. <laughs> your head looks mm-hmm. like a giant penis. And, like, mm-hmm. there was also a couple other quips before that, that seemed so much like Dwayne Johnson quips that Ryan Reynolds was saying. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't matter what you think. It wasn't quite that, but that right. kind of joke. Like and... I do know, I do know one the the scene where they're where they're in the jail cell together and mm-hmm. they're kind of spilling each other's hearts out to each other. Or Ryan is like giving his uh his, life, his dad his whole and the watch and... and and the Rock makes the snoring noise. Yes, that was improvised. That That's was great. the Rock's it, idea. He made it up, and they kept going with it, and they liked it so much it ended up in the movie. It was great. I loved that part. And it, it just, it just seems so genuine. It doesn't feel like they're actually acting. You know what I mean? It, it mm-hmm. feels like they're just kind of playing who they are. And it, it, it for me, it worked. I really enjoyed the movie. Like, would you be surprised if Ryan Reynolds wasn't actually in it? Like, was actually an international art thief? No, I wouldn't be surprised at all. <laughs> Not at all. He uses making movies as this to go around the yeah. planet. Yeah, Ex- exactly. Right. My exactly. next movie is going to film at the Louvre. That's weird. We can't do it there because they just picked, got a new Da Vinci picture there. Oh, what a coincidence! <laughs> I had no idea that it was all over the news. And and the um. I, I enjoyed the movie so much that I was just engrossed in the movie and I didn't see the twist coming. Whereas if I sit down and analyze a movie, that's probably something I would have picked out. You nailed it. I didn't see the twist coming. Because I was so into it. I, I th- and, and honestly, I think that's what it is. I think I was just so into it and enjoying the movie so much that I just let it go and it just went went by me. So they, they did a great job. Because I really feel like if, if it was a movie that I wasn't really enjoying, I would have been like, oh yeah, well that's going to happen. I didn't. And, I didn't for a long time, and it was a weird thing that made me see the twist coming. Maybe we won't ruin the twist, but 
it was a, it was when it was when the watch actually became part of the movie that I it made me it occurred to me that every single thing that was said in the movie probably make means something more. Mm. Interesting. Because okay. the watch because they talk about the watch as like this heart to heart moment and then it turns out to be a major plot point. Mm-hmm. And to drive the movie forward, then I'm like, okay, that wasn't just an aside. There's probably so there's more, more going on. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Not and, the not the entirety of the twist though. I didn't catch right, all of it. Right. And and I I literally laughed out loud during the the bullfighting scene. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> where he's where he's telling him, Don't move <laughs> His vision is based on movement. And he's like, That's Jurassic I think that's Park. Man. <laughs> and he says, No, I saw it on a movie with Richard Attenborough. Yeah. With Richard Attenborough or David Attenborough. And he's like, No, that was Jurassic Park with Richard Attenborough. <laughs> and he's like, If you move you die! And then The Rock turns to him and he's like, all right, real quick, was Jeff Goldblum in it as the bull is charging? Yeah, right. And Ryan Reynolds is just like, oh my god, it was Jurassic Park. <laughs> I was See, like, oh my god! Seeing The Rock That get, was Jeff Goldblum! Seeing The Rock get hit by a bull was awesome. That was well done. It <laughs> yeah. just goes flying. That was oh, funny. That was so good. That was well done. Uh, what I-, I loved that scene. And... Th- and- I don't know if everybody else shared their shared their thoughts yet or not, or if I just kind of monopolized that. I did. Uh, Omar, I'm assuming you you. What what was your initial thought when I like my like literal initial thought as I started watching it? I, maybe it was a mood thing. I don't know, but I was like, oh, this is kind of like so typical. Kind of like how Rob said, like Ryan being Ryan and Rock being the Rock, you know. But, and so I was like, yeah. uh, like it didn't. For a second there, I was just kind of like, I've seen this before, but very, very quickly that went away. <laughs> and you mm-hmm. get into it because they're just so good at what they do, and and like yeah. kind of what you guys were saying before, I think they're so good that, like my example is like, there was a little bit of Deadpool in this character. Mm-hmm. Well, but and, it's because it's Ryan. Ryan Reynolds. Reynolds plays the same character, exactly. right? Ryan Reynolds plays the same character in almost every movie he's in, and I know that's a knock that I've used on a lot of actors like Keanu Reeves and Denzel Washington, and you know various other actors who I really don't think have any range. But Ryan does what he does so well; it's just enjoyable every time I see. Exactly, him. I agree completely. I think of it like I actually think some of the best actors that you know even since we were kids that I'm into like the be- the best one I can think of is like De Niro. If you kind of mm-hmm. think about it, De Niro's kind of the same actor every time. Yeah. But it's yeah. because I think whatever he's except when he played the gay pirate in um oh, Stardust. That was so oh, great. Funny. Wow, no, I didn't see that. Yeah. Um interesting. But he's so good that he's bringing his own it's like he brings part of his personality to it. That's what makes it good. It's not that he's being the same person over and over again. Anyway, but um, I, I don't know. This movie, it was fun. It was entertaining. It was interesting. It was well acted. It was funny as hell. Just like with the bull scene that you were saying. Um, it was great. It was just overall, it was just a really, really fun movie. I, one of my, this movie took a lot of my favorite like subgenres of action 
I don't know if it's drama, suspense, whatever, but I love heist movies. I love adventure movies with like treasure hunting and um i like con man like twisty kind of movies and this has really all three of them that's a good point it does become a little indiana jones at one point yeah and funny you should mention that because i i found a couple of little tidbits um especially once they got to the nazi vault and the lights came on. Did either of you get the whole Indiana Jones vibe when that when that Absolutely. came on? Oh, they yeah. were even kind of dressed like it. Now, now I don't know if you noticed. And there was an arc. I I don't know if you noticed. <laughs> I didn't notice that. But when when they walked in, when they were walking in there, uh, Ryan Reynolds' character was whistling the theme to Indiana Jones just oh, a few seconds I before. Ca- I did not catch that. Also, when when. He shine when uh, the Rock's character shines a light on a crate marked "Top Secret Army Intel Nine Nine Zero Six Seven Five Three Do Not Open." What is that? Did do you know that that's the crate number that holds the Ark of the Covenant in Raiders that's of the Lost Ark? Ah. I was like, oh, that's that's freaking that's great. Cool. Now, also, interestingly enough, this movie has a body count of zero. Hmm. No one is shown dying on film. Even when... Like, nobody is shown going down or anything like that. I mean, like, you see guards fall and stuff. You see people You see people fall down, but you never see the results of it. You never see what actually happens. I think what's funny is one of the things that... And I, I, know, I get it, it's a movie. Um, but it's something that happens a lot of times in movies where, like the good guy or the hero will end up in a prison. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they usually show the prison is corrupt or the prisoners are corrupt and all that. And when they escape, they're with a Gatling gun blowing up all these guards and stuff like that. And I'm th- mm-hmm. all I'm thinking is like, these are cops doing their job. Like, you know, so like, I know they always, every time they do that, they show the cops being like super mean and like, mm-hmm. you know, spraying the people down with cold water or hitting them or letting fights happen or whatever. But like that part where the helicopter shows up and like Gatling guns, the whole, the tower. And, and nobody like, gets hit. I know that they show that and they, they show them shooting high, but I'll, I'm still at the same time like that makes them less likable, right? And it's obviously looking too far into it, but now it's just a thing for me. I do have one other little tidbit that I have not tried yet, but I'm like, oh my god, that's effing awesome! When they show up at Soto Voce's masquerade party, <laughs> okay, what a great he song. hands. He hands an invitation to the security guard. The security, the the invitation that he hands to the security guard has a QR code on it. I did see that. If you pause the scene and scan the code with your camera, it takes you to an unlisted video that contains the movie's bloopers. No shit. That's awesome. That is fucking awesome. That's cool. I was like, no way, dude. That is so cool. Yeah, I gotta. Cho- I'll have to do that. I, I will have to try it to verify. It. Like I said, I have not verified that yet. That but... is a marketing department one working overtime and working the entire production. And two, think about that. That's a that's people that are going to possibly watch the movie again, or if nothing else, activate the movie again. Absolutely, because I know I'm going You're to. Goddamn right, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to. And probably me too. And and all three of the people that listen to the podcast. So my mom will do it. My mom will do it. Yeah. My parents and don't Omar's care. mom will do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
and Omar's parents will uh, tell him he, that he's an embarrassment while they do it. <laughs> but but that is it's freaking genius. I was like that is that is awesome. I love those kinds of little details. Yeah, agreed. Very cool. So I think all three of us agree. See this movie? It's a fun. It is a fun romp. It is. I've never had a chance to say that before. It's a, a fun romp. It's a roller coaster. Well, that's what you described our last Saturday night. I wasn't with you last Saturday night. I was getting actually last Saturday night was when the the guy from the beginning of the episode was talking my ear off. <laughs> Hit me up for some cash. This is such a beautiful concert. Yeah, everything died. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guy. Each 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 bright colored light makes me feel sadness. I can really hope dies a little more every time. <laughs> it's another life I failed to save. <laughs> oh my God. Jeez. Wow! Right, I really bro. shouldn't. I really shouldn't have given our podcast business card. That's, That's gonna be that dude either That's needs not. therapy or is just straight up lying to you. I yeah. mean, there's no in between with this. One. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be joking if there was any remote chance in my mind that I did not think he was going to try to, like, either get sympathy or money out of me. Uh, last movie of the night. I'll. T- I think I take this one. Go for Et- it. The Eternals. Release date. October 18th, 2021, directed by Chloe Zhao, uh, Academy Award-winning Chloe Zhao from uh, uh, last year. What was that movie called? Actually, <laughs> from last year? <laughs> uh, Nomadland. She did Nomadland. Nomadland, which I have not seen because it seems depressing also. Uh, starring Gemma Chan, Angelina Jolie, Richard Madden, Salma Hayek, Kit Harington, Kumail Nanjiani, uh, who did win my, uh, my Entertainer of the Year like three years ago on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Liam McHugh, Brian Tyree Henry, Lauren Ridloff, Barry Keoghan, and Ma Dong Seok. Those are the main characters. There are obviously more, but I'm not listing all million. Ma Dong. <laughs> yes, that was uh, that was Gilgamesh, by the way. Um, Ma Dong suck. <laughs> You're the worst. Now we all. Have to uh, this is the saga of the eternal. <laughs> every t- every. I know. Yeah, do you have any idea how expensive that's going to be for our what's, podcast? What's hilarious is that might actually be how that last name is pronounced. It probably is. Um, yeah, now we have to do sensitivity yeah. training in the podcast, and I have to buy packets and like get things signed off on. Thanks, I'm Rob. So annoyed. You're welcome. <laughs> it's funny because this movie is all about like trying to save the Earth from from like exploding, and every time Rob speaks, I'm like, maybe we should just let the Earth explode. <laughs> let it burn. Yeah. With each passing episode, we're, I'm glad we don't have an HR department. Because yes. <laughs> I can't do this. <laughs> we, I just, I'm sorry, I just got notification. Scott went and saw Ghostbusters <gasps> tonight, and he said he cried. What? Ooh. Yes. He loved it. Wow. Ooh, I just got notification as well from our patron chat. Scott is one of our patrons. So this just in. Okay. Um, you'll have to see it and let me know if it's safe for kids because that is uh, – my kid did like the first one, so hmm. I would probably take him to see this one. Anyway, uh, this is the Saga of the Eternals, a race of immortal beings who lived on Earth and shaped its history and civilizations. This is based on a Marvel comic from the 70s that was kind of re-envisioned by Neil Gaiman, who also wrote uh, that uh, star – whatever, Stardust that you were just talking about? He wrote that as well. Yes. Uh, I, it was re-envisioned by that. I think they took some ideas from both – uh, my initial thoughts was that I didn't have any. I was I'm always impressed when Marvel can take weird ideas and make them happen, like a talking raccoon and a talking tree. Uh, 
Captain Marvel, who was a, kind of a middle char- middle ground character, things like that. I'm always impressed by that and yet always worried because I like the Marvel movies and I want them all to be successful, regardless of what they do. So, um, you know, it was one of those that I was uh, – I didn't really know much about other than it had a pretty big cast and all of them were pretty decent. So that mm-hmm. was my, my thoughts. I – I liked it, but I and and tell me if you if you noticed this at all, Greg. I I thought it was a little bit slower than what I was expecting it to be. There were there were some action sequences, but it almost seemed like every other scene was them just kind of standing around talking or sitting around talking or talking about talking. <laughs> there was there was so much exposition and I agree. Okay. And actually, what's funny is some you had told me that before I saw it, right? And as I was leaving the theater, uh, to some people we were walking kind of like next to um, a group of people, and it was like a group of college dudes like talking, mm-hmm. and they were saying the same thing, which I thought was interesting. I think it kind of, and I, we're obviously we we look into these things, so we kind of know what they're doing. But I think there was so much extra stuff in there. One, they were doing this whole thing about trying not to well why didn't you guys do anything when thanos did his thing right Mm -hmm. that's one thing the other thing that it i think it took away from is i love the idea that the eternals were in some some of these old ancient cultures the basis for some of these mythic mythical characters that we saw like thena was the basis for athena Right in the in the myths that these people told, and some of the characters actually leaned into it and things like that, which I thought was really interesting. That's but cool. you kind of had to like get through all of the other stuff to kind of start putting this together. Right, and and I get that a you know very few people actually know who the Eternals are, so they had a lot of exposition that needed to be done just to kind of explain what was going on, explain why they weren't around when, you know, Thanos was around and and blah blah blah. So, I mean, I get that, but I mean, come on. There there are ways that you can do exposition without it feeling like a diatribe without it feeling like just a a monologue um there you can actually even make it make it um there are ways that you can make it feel like there's stuff happening having a conversation in a car with stuff moving you know having people just there's just all kinds of different ways that you can do it as opposed to standing around a table or sitting around a table and talking this would be a – it's interesting the way you said that because in my mind, this would be a very interesting movie to diagram to like mm-hmm. say this is point A. This is where we have to get to and all of the pieces that need to fall into place and to see like where that line goes because there's a lot of stuff that gets put into place mm-hmm. at different points of the movie that you would expect them to. Like you find out a lot of stuff much later, a lot of stuff much earlier. It's and I, I'm picturing like a little thing with like lines drawn between it and, and right. all that and like and figure out what doesn't need to be in there. And the the one time that they actually showed them traveling, where they could have gotten something, you know, somewhat like that, was in an airplane where you couldn't see anything <laughs> anyway. And I'm like, Ugh. all right. And they were, and what were they doing in that airplane? Sitting around talking. I'm like, oh my god, give me something here. Now that um, my other thoughts. Well, oh, did you have more? Good. 
I well, I was just gonna say a couple of other things. I mean, the, I was shocked that the because the ending for one of the villains was really kind of anticlimactic. Did you feel that at all? Uh, which one? Crow. The... Yeah, the one who was evolving. I actually turned to to Ethan. And I took my son. So this by this movie is pretty much safe for an eight year old. He mm-hmm. he got it. He liked it. Um, he seemed to like it a lot. He didn't. I think he liked Shang Chi better. Yeah, well, Shang-Chi was way better. I mean, yeah. Shang-Chi was a better movie all around. Like, after he saw... Like, you can always tell with him because he wants to play something like it mm-hmm. afterwards. So, like, after Shang-Chi, he was, like, running around doing karate kicks and stuff. I mean, he does karate anyway, but after this one, he wasn't, like, doing finger blasters or anything like that. I said finger <laughs> blasters. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to go there. That is a... I know I was! <laughs> <laughs> that is a part of the movie, people. Mm-hmm. Get your minds out of the gutter. But ro- yes, you rob your finger blasters are fantastic. They're nice. They are. Yeah, I know. You have, you have good technique. Uh, so yeah, there's that. And what was I? Uh, shoot, what was I saying? Um, so he, he didn't want to play. Uh, oh no! So I turned to him and I was like, "Yeah, Crow." Uh, I thought he was gonna kind of switch and turn out that he was kind of a good guy because he kind of wanted what we wanted. <laughs> In a way, right. he wanted to stop certain things. Like I, there was a certain part that I was like, "Oh, maybe he's going to be the." So, it, it, trying to figure out how to say this. Um, I thought that he was going to be the missing piece to stopping what was going to happen. Right, and instead he was just a uh, an inconsequential side plot. Yeah, because like you know they were looking at a way to link all of the powers, and I was like, "Well, he has all those tendrils. He was able to absorb powers. Maybe he's going to be the link." I think that's nope. what I was. Yeah, they which killed him. Seemed like it would make sense. Uh, so there's a couple things. One, there's a couple movies, and I was trying to, I've been trying for like a week to remember them, where the description of the movie is so specific that when you see the movie, it's like you know there's going to be a twist or something else is going to happen. And like mm-hmm. the description of this movie was like the Eternals are put there to defeat the the Deviants, and like that's so specific that it seems like it doesn't leave the the movie much place to grow. So I was very happily surprised that the movie did have a chance to grow. Mm-hmm. Because um, it's like, you know, oh, you are here to only defeat them. Okay, well, what happens when you defeat them? Like, it just, it was, I always thought it was kind of an interesting thing. I'm trying, and I know yeah, it was, it was an like interesting that. twist as to why they were there to defeat the Deviants. It was mm-hmm. not to save humanity. Yeah. Uh, what did you think of the, the Eternals and, like, did you have a favorite one or any elements of them that you liked? Um, I actually liked, um, oh, what was his name? Um, Gilgamesh? Yeah, oh, he was awesome with the. I liked him and his role of um, protector. Yeah, it was weird throughout the movie. I liked, I liked a different character almost like every fifteen minutes of the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, I liked uh, Barry Keoghan, the the Irish guy, the one from uh, the Harry Potter movie. Okay. Uh, the the part where he like walks down the pyramid in the Aztec temple. Mm-hmm. Like, he just looked like such a badass. And, like, what's weird is I usually don't like his stuff. I don't know why. Like, there's there's something about that actor that I, for some reason, but, like, for a while, like, he was my favorite character. And then for a while, Gilgamesh was. And then I loved the design of Athena's uh, swords and mm-hmm. spears and stuff. Like, yep. so there's little bits I loved of everything. And that Athena was a little bit broken. Or a lot bit broken. But yeah, each character at a certain point in the movie I really liked. You know, even 
you know, we know what these characters look like because uh, for those of you who are in our chat, you know that we are toy nerds. Mm-hmm. And the toys have been out for a while, so we got a chance to look at them and see what the characters look like. And some things made sense, some things didn't. You know, some, at least without having seen the movie. And, you know, the one, the, there was one character I was actually super impressed with. And it was uh, um, uh, the, the inventor builder guy, Brian Tyree Henry. Because, oh, okay. because he is a significantly good actor because he is on um, the show Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And he plays like a, like, I don't want to say gangsta necessarily, but like a hardcore like Atlanta rapper in that, that is like kind of a badass and doesn't put up with people shit. And here he plays like suburban gay dude mm-hmm. with a loving family. And I did not think he was acting when I watched Atlanta because he like, he nails that part and then watch this and it, when it occurred to me that it was the same person, because he's Paperboy, if you ever watch Atlanta. I was going to ask, is he Paperboy? Yeah, he's Paperboy. And seeing this, it was like, I was like, holy shit. Hmm. It was like, because I actually went back and watched after I got home. I'm like, okay. And I was like, did I think that Paperboy was more of a badass than I thought? And then I went back and watched like on YouTube the best of Paperboy Atlanta kind of clips. And I was like, damn. He's good. Like, that guy as Paperboy, because yeah. I, I don't, I haven't seen Eternals yet, but that he's a really good actor. <laughs> yeah, and it's what's interesting is there's there's a couple clips where you can the the part where it's in the trailer where the he, the table gets smashed and he's like IKEA fall whatever fall mm-hmm. line fall collection like you can take that line and like and his reaction to it like he's like oh, for the fuck's sake kind of mm-hmm. reaction to what happened to the table and like translate it to Atlanta and it was like it's just like a little switch in tone of voice and he's then being annoyed at you know being asked to there's a scene in Atlanta which I'm going too far here but a scene in Atlanta where he's um doing an interview and he's like yeah I'll do anything for money and they're like you know you're not getting paid for this right and like his reaction to it is oh yeah like one notch away from the reaction to the table thing but just two different characters mm-hmm. I was like damn that's good acting yeah that's awesome. Yeah. So I thought, I mean, the cast was great. Um, and can I just say, I didn't even think about it, but Jen made a great observation when we went and saw the movie. How weird is it to have Jon Snow say, I love you, Cersei? Right? <laughs> yeah, so Kit Harrington is in there, and there's who is Jon Snow, and uh, Salma Hayek plays Cersei, right? No. Oh, wait, who's Cersei? Jim Cersei is. Oh yeah, Gemma Chan is Cersei. Salma Hayek is Ajax. Yeah, and uh, says uh, yeah, I love you, Cersei. And also Richard Madden too. So you know the the two uh, Game of Thrones brothers, or brother mm-hmm. and uh, adopted brother, are in there. So I thought that was cool. Uh, Kit Harrington uh, is the Black Knight, basically, or he's going to be. Yep. That spoilery. Uh, did you figure out the voice? I I would not have figured it out without looking it up. So my kid, he didn't figure it out, but at the very end, mind you, you know, it's how it is at the end of a theater. There's the, the few stragglers. And my kid, as soon as it happens, he's like, it's the Watcher from What If? And I'm like, really? Because you had told me that it, like, you asked me if I would knew who it was. And I'm like, mm-hmm. so I had to look it up to see if he was actually right. He was not, but I was kind of impressed with him. 
that he did that. <laughs> that he did that. Hmm. I'm like, I don't think that's right, but it was it it was weird. Like that that was a head scratcher, don't you think? You can say who it is if you want. It's Blade. Yeah. Oh wow. So I know I we're think... talking about the the end here, but yeah, they show uh, Richard Madden, who is or not Richard Madden, um, Kit Harrington, who's going to be the Black Knight, Dane something, and who was an Avenger in the '80s, and yeah, I think just the '80s, maybe early '90s, and had a badass costume and is a character of one of my favorite characters actually of the Avengers. Uh, shows him reaching to touch the family sword that is, you know, cursed, and you know. And you hear this voice. Are you sure you want to do that or something? Mm-hmm. I was like, it's it's a weird thing because it has those two characters have nothing in common, right? Like they're not related whatsoever, and they've never appeared in comics together, anything. So it's a very weird route. So they this... may be part of the new Avengers. If yeah, I'm wondering if they're going supernatural, or like, um. The Midnight Suns was like a, a series with like Ghost Rider and Blade and all those characters, mm-hmm. which is, I liked. Um, the Black Knight. The, really, the curse is if you if you kill someone with the sword, you're like forever cursed or something like that. Um, so there is a a blood situation with the sword, but I don't know exactly. That's the only tie in I can think of with with Blade, or they were just looking for some way to announce the next movie. <laughs> yeah. It'll it'll be it'll be an interesting an interesting watch to see how they tie it in or if it was in fact just announcing the next. Yeah. Yeah, like I was. I would have thought that that Morbius would have been the better choice to fit Blade into. Yeah, but that's still Sony, not Marvel Pictures. That's the big problem there. You never know when Sony's going to flip out and you know take things away, pick up their toys and go home. That's obnoxious. Yeah. Yeah. How dare they? Are, so are all these gonna movies, uh, movies rather, gonna tie together, like in the previous phases of the Marvel universe? I don't think they're gonna do anything quite as big as the Avengers Endgame again, but I'm sure there will be some crossover. I think there will be crossovers. I don't know that they'll do the team up like they did. Spider Man, Doctor Strange kind of situation. Yeah. So the movies are these are more disjointed a little bit than yeah. Huh. I think they're. I think they will still. The universes will still intertwine. I think you'll still have one Marvel timeline, and you might see repercussions from one movie in another movie and stuff like that. They'll tie the movies. They'll definitely tie the movies together. Mm-hmm. Um, and eventually, we may get another one, but I don't know that we'll get another team up for a while. I mean, you might be. You might be. They might do team ups on like a a smaller scale, like two characters or three characters or whatever teaming up. If if they do movie. another team up, it's gonna have to be X Men versus the Avengers, because that's the next. Because the X Men are coming eventually. The Celestials, which they do introduce in this movie, and we haven't really talked about yet, they do have something to do with because the Celestials were kind of. Well, let, let's talk about that. I guess it should be like basically yeah. the Earth is a giant egg. For a celestial to gestate gestate for over a billion years, uh, the Eternals were put on Earth to protect the celestial and protect the celest- the celestial as he's growing, and that's it. Um, they that's have been done this, yeah. They have done this billions of times before, or thousands of times before, staying on worlds for thousands of years, and that's why they're kind of going crazy because they keep on 
basically having their memories wiped, redoing it again and again and again. Hmm. Um, so they don't know what came before. They just know that that's what their job has been. Uh, the Celestials themselves, are they kind of they create new life by gestating in the world and make new planets that way. But in this case, because of the sheer amount of energy that was released by the um, Infinity Stones, this one woke up early, like a lot early. And that's kind of the, the overall backstory. But in the com in the comics, the Celestials are kind of like mad scientists in a way. Like not crazy, but they'll just they'll release certain things. And one of the things that they created was the X gene, which creates the X Men. And it was retro spec it was retro added retroactively added, but it's still an interesting thing and it could the fact that we now have a giant celestial statue in the middle of the ocean now could lead to some X Men situations. Retcon, I believe, is what you're That's the word I was looking for. Thank you. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Man, I love classic Marvel. Are are the Celestials tied at all to, like, Galactus? Yes. And they're not... Galactus is not a Celestial, but they're all... You, you gotta remember, a lot of these characters were created in the 70s, and people from the 70s were still doing the cocaine and drugs that they got in the 60s. But they were just As doing they it... they were expired? Yes, they were. They, but they were doing it while creating comic books. Is really what you need to know. Okay, got it. Which is how you get things like the Silver Surfer, and uh, Ego, the Living Planet, and uh, well, yeah, Rocket Raccoon, for that matter. That's fair. Yeah, because they were celebrating Earth Day, doing all those drugs and <laughs> writing comic books. Yeah. Uh, all right. Fair enough. Yeah. I, I love okay. if you look if you look at comics history, it's like. Uh, you can practically smell the, like they talk about like walking into the artist's room and it's just thick with smoke. Like the smoke billows out of the door, like in the shape of the door, like just slides out, <laughs> like, a, like like one of those Play-Doh extruders, but it's just smoke. Like that's funny. Um. So, either way, that's um. What else? What else do you want to talk about there with the uh, Eternals? So we did the uh, the bad guy kind of the acting. Special effects were great, obviously, that mm -hmm. happens. Yeah, special effects. I I think that, I mean, that that covers most of it for, for the most part. I mean, like we said, the acting was good. The It could have used some more action. Um, maybe find a different way to present the exposition. Because there were definitely sections of the movie that I was like, oh, come on already. I was not as, <laughs> not as energized leaving this movie as I was leaving other ones. Like Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi most recently, but like... Just in general. On most Marvel movies, I leave the movie and I will look up the soundtrack, like Iron Man or um, anything, just to like have that, as I'm driving out of the movie theater, to have that like feeling. Like, you know, like Black Panther, like all of those, you know, basically every one of the Marvel movies. And I just want to get that like, that energy. And this one, it was like, okay, that was nice. You know? Let's go, on, buddy. <laughs> like that's kind of the extent. Hmm. It didn't but, cap capture you as much as the other. Yeah, but I do want to see it again. Just kind of. Oh, this is the other thing I wanted to show, talk about because I think Omar will find this interesting. This movie did do something that I thought was very cool. It showed some things that we've never seen in movies before. At least I've not seen in movies before, like the um, okay. like the walls of Babylon and like some historical places, mm -hmm. and. When everything started going CGI and people were like, they have to, you know, you have to use CGI, right? And I've always been like, you know, there are certain war movies and 
wars and just dif- different things in general that we've never seen on screen correctly. Mm-hmm. You know, like the conquistadors going after the Aztecs or the Mayas or whatever. Right. Or or Babylon or any of like even they they show that war in India that I had no idea was even a thing. Right? Like they 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 jumped to it for a little bit. Mhm. And I was like and I thought those shot those scenes were really interesting and just I want to see like historically accurate movies that look that good. Revolutionary War, even Civil War. I mean, we've had some great movies about those things, but now we have even more technology. You can actually, you know, make you know, Fort Sumter the way it looked. So right, it's right. kind of a. So that's just another thing. You know, I, I loved that that shot of the walls of Babylon when I when I realized what it was, like all the blue and stuff like that. Like it's like that's really cool. So. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm excited to see that. Uh, so that that was my last little thing about the Eternals. Okay. Alrighty. I mean, ultimately, we we enjoyed it, but it definitely was not like our favorite Marvel. There you go. Fair enough. So, how can people reach us? Did we already do that? No, we just did patron stuff. Yeah, we didn't do reach out and talk to someone. Well, we did. We're not allowed to talk about that on recording. My lawyers have said. (laughs) Yes. Once they're involved. Omar, that's you. I'm scrolling. Because remember, I had my computer issue. And now I'm waiting for it to pop back up. And I'm scrolling. Scrolling, scrolling. Apple. He's using an Apple 2E. This is... Uh, let's see. Talking about how I'm scrolling, because that makes good radio. Oh my gosh. Okay, the Google Doc well, is disappearing. You uh, could contact us. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you could check us out on Twitter and Instagram, which is almost as interesting as listening to Omar scroll through a computer, at GiveMe5Pod. Uh, GiveMe5Podcast at gmail.com, where you can email me, because... Um, Rob is too busy to get email, and Omar will never get to the email. I'm scrolling. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) He'll never find it. You can also find us on Facebook by searching for the Give Me Five podcast, or go directly to our website, givemefivepodcast.com. And whenever you write five, you write it out as five, which we talked about earlier, not the number five. Correct. And also, if you are looking for lovely Christmas, Hanukkah, uh, whatever other holidays, and there's like 29 holidays in the winter. uh, Kwanzaa. Yeah, yeah, there's that. Um, some sort of like some sort of holiday where you wake up in a field covered in owl's blood. That one. <laughs> um, that's the one I celebrate. I don't even know the name there's of Mahana it. But it's, yes, that one. Uh, if you want to get a gift, you can check out our Threadless page. It's gimme5podcast.threadless.com. We've got all sorts of cool shirts and uh, phone cases. I just got a new phone and a new phone case. Uh, it's really good quality. So I do I do enjoy the phone case. The other one actually lasted the entire time of my other phone without any damage. Nice. And um I am an and now my child has it and it's lasted an entire week with him. So that's impressive as well. Mm-hmm. Scrolling. <laughs> we have towels, we've got uh shower uh shower curtains, which I promise you don't have cameras hidden in them that go to the guy that's currently scrolling. It doesn't do that, but it does have our logo on it, and as well as other things. I wore my uh, G.I. Joe logo version of our podcast sweatshirt today and got a compliment. Excellent. 
Oh, that's cool. And my wife got one the other day, but I punched the guy for talking to my wife. No, that's not true. <laughs> Lawsuit pending. Yeah. <laughs> I now owe him all of the money, so please buy as many shirts as possible. <laughs> but anyway, thank you guys for listening. Omar's going to be like, oh, oh, here it is. Okay, you could like, subscribe, review. <laughs> yeah, where are we? Oh, there it is. Give me five, <laughs> podcast.com. That's F-I-V-E. Okay, forget it. So, say, say goodbye, Omar. Okay, scrolling. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> You can say goodbye to Rob. Goodbye to. <laughs> oh my god. Did you really do that? To a time where winners and they